Um, can you tell us a little bit about a flow experience? I know kind of flow for you, um, you know, is, is, is kind of in one way happening all the, all the time and in other ways, um, you know, a, an, an, an experience that, that sort of difficult to really wrap our heads around. Um, is there a time recently, maybe when you're training or in competition, that you that you felt you entered the zone, you got so engaged with with what was happening that you kind of felt in the inner inner flow bubble, so to speak? Yeah. Um, well, when I was in Mexico um, just this November for the World Championships, um, I had a really well a few really good training sessions in the lead up to the the competition because we actually um, were lucky enough to um, have quite a small group of us um, on, on the lake so we had perfectly flat water for a couple of hours nice. and uh, I'd already ridden the lake a few times so I was quite familiar with the course and the tension of the cable um, so I already felt quite confident and then starting put, started putting together my runs for the event so when you're wakeboarding you do like a, a, a a lap of the lake and try and combine all of your best tricks and all of your best obstacle hits in one in one run okay. so when you're training you want to try and combine those and and link them as well as you can and practice and often because it's so busy in um, the training sessions in the lead up to a competition um, you don't necessarily get a chance to practice that as as you'd like to because there's so many people on the lake there's lots of waves and someone might have fallen off in front of you um, but on this particular session we had perfectly flat water and I just I was able to to practice my runs quite a few times practice my safe run practice my hard run and then even start um start thinking creatively about um about new combinations and um new possibilities so it was just I was absolutely buzzing nice did you straight away find that kind of bubble or did you kind of build yourself into it well, I sort of every time. I mean, I'm I'm not really particularly gung ho with my approach, or I sh I struggle to be gung ho with my approach to stuff. So I I kind of always tend to build build stuff up quite gradually. So I went out on the lake, did a few laps, warmed up. Well, I obviously always warmed up off the water first, and then um um, and I actually find that really helps if I have a good warm up off the water, and I feel like I'm like you know got my heart racing a little bit, and I feel really flexible and strong. Um, then I'm more likely to get into a kind of a good flow state quicker than I would if I just went out cold onto the water. And particularly when you're training with a limited amount of time, you have to be really conscious that you want to make that time count. So I think the off the water um, training is really important, or, or not really training, the warm up is really mm. important beforehand. Um, and then I sort of uh, did a few laps did a few tricks that I know confidently that I can do really easily and particularly ones that make me feel really good. So even if it's not necessarily the most impressive trick, but it just makes me feel really confident with the handle and, um, and the board. Yeah. And then I felt ready to um, put together some runs. Nice. Yeah. That kind of sits very comfortably with one of our steps is surrounds mastery where we kind of create you know, when as athletes, we create little mastery experiences, you know, we're kind of building almost like our confidence, if you like, till we get to a point where we feel we've got a really good handle on events and then can kind of be creative with what's in front of us rather than just dealing with what's in front of us. Did that sort of happen in yeah. the session at all? Yeah, def yeah, definitely. And I find familiarity is quite important to me. So if I, if I do, do stuff, 
in the same way like sort of like a routine is quite important so I kind of like to repeat steps so that I get to the point that I know that then I'm gonna be able to um to push myself I I do take the sort of very similar steps to get to that point okay each time because then I go oh I I know I've I've done that I've got my base I'm on my I'm basically on my springboard now if you know what I mean and that might be a really weird analogy yeah no it makes total sense to me and what what are those sort of steps that you follow to kind of you know listeners who you might not know the like sport sort of very well physical steps or mental steps like I guess it's kind of they're both they're both sort of I don't I, like you've kind of made me break stuff down a bit more but I just sort of would kind of physically prepare myself and mentally prepare myself but I wouldn't necessarily have analyzed how I was doing that in such a uh kind yeah of, in such a detailed way yeah so what are those steps is it kind of when you put on put your feet in the boots you kind of feel mentally do something or do you have what sort of steps do you follow that you were talking about or is it more what you're doing on the water well I definitely have a warm-up off the water um and I do a very similar similar warm-up um with lots of dynamic stretching um and a um maybe a few a few sprints um and then um and then I don't know. It's, it's quite fun because I like. So I, I have a few kind of. Um, what's the words? Is it super superstitions? Like things that you like to. So that's kind of. I don't know if that's actually productive, and I try and limit any kind of superstitions because I think it's not like can't get too caught up in in stuff like that. But I do like to have my bindings really tight, and particularly before a competition, I'll check the screws in my bindings are done tightly as well. Just with you know, just because then I'm confident in my equipment and I know that I can't. I then don't have to think about that. So in some respects, it's kind of taking a few things out of my mind, which helps me focus on the task at hand, if you, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, so I'd be like, okay, cool. Well, I've worn my body up, so my body is now in a good place. I've checked my equipment, so my equipment's now not going to let me down. Um, and, um, and then I would be out in the water and I would um do some yeah some 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 smaller tricks that I go okay cool I can definitely do that I'm I've got my balance um I feel really confident on my board and then once all of those things are in um in place then I would sort of mentally say to myself I, I might kind of sit I'm, I'm, I'm quite bad at um decision making and I often second guess myself so I might look at something and I'd be like oh even if I've done it before I'd be like oh the ollie onto that rail is quite big am I actually going to make it or or might I hit the knuckle and then I have to tell myself I'm like look you're you're this is exactly the same as it was before um you're in um you're in good physical condition or your equipment's fine everything's good just go for it look for the top go for it go for it um and I might sort of tell myself kind of overconfidently in my own head that I'm that I'm that I'm really good because then that makes me feel even if I even if I don't really think that it makes me makes me feel it and then I only have to do something a couple of times and I'm saying I made that ollie on and then I might look at the even harder obstacle and be like oh well I did that ollie on that was easy so I can definitely make that transfer and then I might go oh what's the thing that I actually now have never tried so so then I'd be in a place where I could um G myself up to maybe do something I haven't tried before but I wouldn't 
go out on the lake and go, oh, look at that massive thing that I've never tried. I know, I'll just give that a crack. <laughs> I, would always, I would always go for the approach of, oh, um, yeah, let's do the things I have done, yeah. feel really confident, and then do the next thing. Yeah, yeah, really, really interesting. I know with my sports, it's, um, you know, there's often this... Um, misnomer that you know you can just get into a flow state and it'll make you do these magical things when you know in reality the people who find flow sustainably are are, um, are doing the basics really really well to increase our confidence reduce the amount of distracting factors so we can be 100 yeah. percent present to what we're actually doing and though and when yeah, those it's almost been quite systematic yeah absolutely having those rituals in place and um so we can just kind of almost Get, you know get back on the on the treadmill and get back into the zone as quickly as possible um and uh and then when the pressure comes those kind of mind games start to happen you know and like yourself just saying you know where you're kind of almost persuading yourself that you are confident to do the trick um you know whether it's i'm kite surfing and there's a big wave and i'm carrying a little injury and i kind of you know pretend that i don't have an injury you know to kind of um physiologically o- override you know what other what might else what might or- ordinarily be limiting um and you know one of our one of the um applied steps to flow is about creating a a, a equal balance between our skill and the challenge you know when the, yeah. the challenge is too high we become anxious when the challenge is too low we get bored and um but that equation is so often relative to our perspective you know, and, yeah. and sometimes our perspective is there all of the time and we kind of fit into that equal balance of the skill challenge equation. Um, and other times we have to kind of act as if, you know, and uh, as, as Muhammad Ali once said, um, be the best. And if you don't think you are, pretend you are, you know, because that allows yeah. us to kind of um, get into that state of confidence and all those doubts to kind of disappear. So, yeah. And then once you've overcome overcome a few of those boundaries and got yourself into that place of feeling confident you almost don't have to keep convincing yourself for the duration of that time in the activity I feel and I guess that is the, the flow state then you you don't have to keep yeah keep reassuring yourself because you actually just you just feel reassured and it doesn't it doesn't come into the equation yeah and that mind body trust um becomes just like a standard rather than something aiming for um yeah to be able to to be able to deliver in the moment or perform in that event is there is there anything else that you kind of might do knowingly or unknowingly to kind of develop that trust and get into that into that space if i'm really struggling and i i can't stop second guessing myself and i I can't really do um, do the things I've been aiming to do and I kind of get really frustrated. I tend to, whereas previously I might have just kind of carried on, got more and more frustrated and maybe crashed some things that I knew I could do and then lost confidence completely. Um, I would now go and just have some fun and I'd totally change, change tack for, for the rest of that session. And I'd be like, oh, because when you go wakeboarding, you can ride um, ride with a friend so you can ride two people next to each other. Um, so I might go to, to a friend and say, oh, do you want to double up for a bit and then just mess around and have a bit of fun? And, and then that would that would in a different way take my mind off um, off the, the task at hand. So it might not be kind of fiercely um, 
gene myself up to to be where I wanted to be, but it would allow me to kind of forget the negative things that are going on in my mind um, so that then I can kind of clean the slate again and then come back to it with a fresh set of um, set of eyes. Nice. Yeah, really important to <clears throat> to kind of manage our our states. And um, just when you were saying that, I was thinking when you're wakeboarding, can the lanes ever get close enough where you can high five each other in the uh, in the middle? Um, so not if you're um, riding the other around the other side of the lake from the other person. Well, okay. maybe on the two point actually. So where we were in Barcelona, you you probably could because they were just wires going backwards and forwards. Okay. But on a main cable which takes a loop they wouldn't get close enough that you could do that. But but you can basically get two lines coming out of the same carrier. So you can ride right next to your buddy. So okay. you could then definitely hop by them. You could hold hands with them the whole way around the lake if you wanted to. <laughs> that would be a good way to kind of, like you said, change state and um, and kind of have some fun amongst the, uh, the mental chaos. Yeah, because you can like jump on the same obstacle at the same time and stuff. You know, So you can do really silly things. Like if one of you like shortens your line a little bit, you're effectively in front of the other person. So you can both, you know, do tricks simultaneously or you can just cut out into opposite directions and be like, oh, let's do the same trick at the same time. So you're sort of like, well, let's do a bit of synchro. You know, it's yeah. quite it's quite funny. Yeah, awesome. There's some real creative ways just to, to kind of have fun. And do you find yourself doing that when preparing for a comp, just to kind of stay in that relaxed state? Um, I wouldn't generally. Like, I kind of would, I take it, I would use that as a way of either relaxing if I'm being too stressed or like that session that I mentioned at the start of our interview when we, were, we had the really empty lake we had like two hours for like really just a handful of us so when your training runs um you can't really sustain that because it's absolutely knackering um so we got to kind of an hour and a half through the session and we'd all had such an amazing ride we'd all landed all of our tricks we were absolutely buzzing so then we just ended up doubling up because because it was fun like um yeah. and we were just having yeah having such a good time um awesome. but actually like it, I, I remember i doubled with um with dale he's uh, one of the guys on the british team after after that session and and i was really confidently doing lots of tricks that i would normally kind of be a bit be a bit unsure about if i was because you, when you're doubling with someone you don't really want to fall off because then they have a, a slack line going next to them so you kind of want to keep going for at least a few laps so that um, so that you don't... It's kind of bad etiquette on the other person in a way. So normally I might be a little bit more wary about what, what I do because I don't want, to, don't want that to happen. But on this session, I was just so confident that I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Because obviously Dale's a guy who's quite a lot better than me. So I was trying to kind of match some of his tricks. And normally I'd be a bit hesitant to do that. But on this occasion, I was buzzing and, yeah. Nice. And tried to, so. That relaxed kind of fun vibe helped you increase the challenge, if you like, and try try some new novel ideas and do things that you might not normally do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. Nice. So, what would you um, what would you sort of you know imagine a a young wakeboarder just strapping on um their boots for either either the first time or maybe they've been doing it for a few years and and would really like to kind of wakeboard moving forwards as a career even. Um, what kind of bits of advice would you, A, give them in general, and B, to help them find that kind of bubble where they're just immersed in, in that session? Um, well, I would say, like, it's kind of a bit 
cliche but I would just say the most important thing is to is to have fun um so you know to not get too too caught up in in kind of I want I want to achieve you know it's really good to have goals but like you know I have to achieve this I have to achieve this and make you know remembering that actually the most important thing is that you are actually having a having a good time it is your hobby and your sport in terms of finding a flow state I think that kind of depends on the um the individual really so for someone like me so if I recognize similar qualities in myself in um in the person I was giving advice to I really would say don't stress too much in and I would really focus on the the having fun part of it and say that um you know by putting too much pressure on yourself you're just gonna lose the the enjoyment from it and probably still achieve everything you want to but um it might not be such an enjoyable process um but then if they were um so I'm being a bit um uh sexist here maybe but a lot of young guys kind of have a have a quite a um uh a gung-ho approach and I might then say maybe learn the basics first and build up build up slower because I think a lot of people have the tendency to go oh I want to do that trick it looks really good um and then end up perhaps either injuring themselves or or just learning stuff maybe in the wrong order where it doesn't actually it doesn't actually look so good so I'd probably say take it slowly learn the basics first and um and don't worry so much about try not to worry so much about your ego getting in the way is probably what I'd say nice yeah flow is a it's an autotelic experience which kind of means we've got to be inherently satisfied with what we're doing it's got to be kind of intrinsically motivating and as soon as we're kind of doing it for other people or doing it to look good or doing it for like you said the ego um flow becomes almost impossible because we get stuck in that kind of conscious thinking about it becomes stressful and um and yeah flows a million miles away so um great advice thank you very much thanks very much for your time today pleasure. Steph. and um pleasure it's been great we look forward thanks to thanks for chatting to me no problem <laughs> we look forward to chatting to you more in the future